0: You've got two movies coming out at the moment, um, you've got For Jennifer and also Beyond the Law, I was wondering if you could start off by telling us a little bit about both of those films.
1: Yeah, so uh, Beyond the Law I produced and directed, and then For Jennifer I directed, I mean, uh, produced, sorry, um, I've been locked in a house for 28 days now, so. Uh sometimes my thoughts are a little jumbled up, my apologies.
0: <laughs> That's all right. <laughs>
1: but, uh, but uh yeah, so for Jennifer is uh the uh fourth installment in the Jennifer franchise. Uh I directed the first one to Jennifer, the second one was directed by Hunter Johnson, the third one was directed by uh Frank Merle, and then this fourth one is uh was directed by Jody Barton and it stars uh Tiffany Fest, um Dominique Swain uh, Rich Finley Lynette Tuchel and uh, Felissa Rose uh, and it's basically about a, a girl who is unraveling while trying to make a movie and uncovering uh, a murder plot it's, it's a really wild ride you don't have to have seen the first uh, three movies to understand what's going on but uh, you if you see it it just adds like a little extra uh, fun to it
0: yeah, yeah. And
1: it's a, a found-footage-style movie. It's a really fun franchise. Um, and then uh, uh, Beyond the Law is about a, a man on a mission to avenge the murder of his son. Uh, and it stars Johnny Messner, Steven Seagal, and VmX. Yeah. And Zach Ward.
0: I was going to ask you that about Beyond the Law. It's got such an amazing cast. Tell us a little bit how you were able to put together... People like uh, DMX and Steven Seagal for the film because it's, a, it's an absolutely brilliant film.
1: Oh thank you. yeah uh, so X um, you know uh, DMX uh, you know I've been a huge fan of for forever. Um, and so you know I, I just it was really difficult to get a hold of him because he wasn't uh, doing movies uh, really at that time and now he's been doing a bunch. I actually he, he acted in one of my friends' movies after it, um, uh, Jared Cohn's movie and uh but uh you know uh, dmx is is super awesome and it just it took it took a lot of uh you know staying on top of it to to get him uh in the movie um and then you know steven and i were talking and he he went he read the script and he asked for some changes and we just kind of went back and forth and ultimately like developed this character into this really cool mob boss type uh character which is kind of You know, when I when I spoke to Steven, I said, you know, he kind of has like that that Brando-ish sounding voice. And I really thought like, you know, it would be a great um, role for him. And so him and I just talked back and forth and and it it took a lot of uh, a lot of planning. But, you know, uh, I I, I got him on board. And then after having DMX and and, uh, Steven Seagal on the movie, you know, the rest of the cast fell into place.
0: We actually had a a talk recently on our show where we were talking about the fact that Steven Seagal is one of those actors that people know him for his action films, but he's actually a very, very good actor as well. Well, How did you find working with him from an acting point of view rather than an action style point of view?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, I'm I'm curious to see how how people respond to uh with this movie i mean you know yes there is action in it with steven but like it's not really an action movie for steven it's more of a thriller and i think it's more focused on his performance as you know this mob this conflicted mob boss and father um and so you know i I think it was really uh great getting steven involved because he understood that i was wanting to work with him as an actor not as you know an action star and i think you know he has a very um Uh, subtle subdued performance which is which is you know uh, the most you could ever ask for I mean uh, uh, I love you know subtleties and performances and he gives such an amazing performance in the movie I I was very uh, happy with what he did.
0: Yeah and you mentioned before that you're a huge fan of DMX tell us a little bit about um, why you're such a fan of his and why you felt he was right for Beyond the Law you know
1: dmx uh well obviously we wanted to get dmx and steven Seagal back together as well because you know exit wounds and, yeah uh, was both of their biggest movies um so we had that idea uh to do so but you know uh, x especially like you know i've just i loved his music growing up and and you know I've, I've been a big fan of his my you know most of my life and and i you know i watched his movies when i was younger and i thought he was really talented uh especially uh if you saw the movie never die alone uh he's great in that and he's fantastic in belly and i thought you know this would be like the uh, the right kind of role for him playing you know um a dirty cop i i thought he would he, he just could really pull that off really well almost uh, uh you know we modeled the character after um denzel washington in um in uh training day
0: yeah so, when you're directing uh, an actor that you're a big fan of, how difficult is that not to blur that line between fanboy and director? Like, does it change the way that you direct the actor, or are you very aware of that and deliberately go about the business as director?
1: No, I just stick to about the business as director, and then I fanboy out after the movie. Like, it doesn't really register registered of me until I'm, um, you know, uh, in the edit bay to their yep. performance um you know uh, i uh, even when i worked with christopher lloyd um back when i was younger uh you know it, it didn't really click until i was like in the edit and i was like oh my god this is christopher lloyd but you know you're just working with them as a as an actor and, and you're showing them the respect of a, a professional of course but you know i i treat all my actors with with respect and and i work with them collaboratively to to create the character and uh, I, I keep a very open mind to that and I think uh my actors uh, appreciate that so um I I definitely uh try not to fanboy out I mean I let you know DMX know I was a, a fan of his his work um uh, but I mean that's kind of where it just ended and then we worked together we we became friends and got along and then you know uh obviously from there uh after we were done I was like dude huge fan and yada yada yada
0: Yeah. Now bringing it back to, for Jennifer, um, this franchise has just, as you said, like it's growing and growing. Did you guess that the Jennifer franchise would keep going as far as what it has over the years?
1: No, not at all. When I first made the first movie, uh, I never thought there was going to be a sequel because I was, you know, a, a broke teenager with $500 and, and, And had to make a movie because a movie had fallen through for me and I had no money and it was my last chance to do something. And I had told many people in interviews over and over again, like, you know, practice, uh, like, you know, if you have a camera, you just go out there and make something. And so I decided to practice what I preached and, you know, reached in my pocket and pulled out a phone and pointed it at my friend and said, hey, say this. And he said it and I was like, oh, great. And then I walked away and like started, you know, um, uh, writing the script and came back and we filmed it. And that was to Jennifer. Uh, you know, I never expected a, a small uh, movie shot on an iPhone to to really do much. I mean, I just hoped it would be a stepping stone. I never thought it would be, you know, um, uh, four movies deep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so what's it feel like as the creator of a franchise like that now to watch other directors and other writers come in and, and kind of work? With your characters is that kind of a strange feeling like does it feel like your baby's in the hands of other parents kind of thing no
1: but it's it's a strange feeling in a different way it's like a surreal moment because it's like you know hunter johnson was a first-time director when he did uh, the sequel the second movie to jennifer and then you know jody barton's a first-time director Uh, you know frank merle had done a movie before Uh, but, you know, a lot of this is, it was, was getting people, you know, that next step for themselves, uh, to really like be, you know, it kind of did for them what it did for me in that time. And, and I, I kind of, it's kind of beautiful in that sense that like, you know, indie film, uh, especially on this small level can have a following and, uh, and, and kind of open doors for people. And, and it's been amazing to see where they take the characters. You know, I've, I've been very, um, appreciative to see what people do with it and and how they uh how they decide to shape the world
0: so tell us a little bit about jody as a director because um you're known um for picking great first-time directors to work on your projects tell us a little bit about jody as a director and why you went with her for this film
1: so jody jody is a super talented actor and i've worked with him many many times he was in uh you know I'd say almost every one of my movies is an actor. Um, he's been in so many of them. Uh, I mean, he was he was in Hate Crime. He's in two, the original Two Jennifer. So he'd been around, you know, uh, he's he's in Beyond the Law. He's been in a lot of my stuff. And so, um, you know, it, it was just a natural progression. And, you know, I always respected him as an actor and, and thought, you know, he really dug into the characters and got deep into them. And then him and I had fiddled with writing together a little bit and and once i saw that he was a good writer and you know had great acting ability um i I, you know within the franchise i figured okay well you know this could work as a director i think he would be able to tell the story really well and so you know him and i talked and and it just seemed like the best uh the best solution Uh, you know i wanted to keep it within the family of people who had worked on the movies prior and understood them and and i also wanted to uh to work with somebody um that you know i thought would really be able to handle it and i think jody did a fantastic job
0: yeah dominic swain is also one of those most underrated actresses in hollywood tell us a little bit about how she's become involved with the film and a little bit about her role in the film as well
1: yeah dominic uh uh, plays you know a, a fun character in this movie. She's like kind of like a stoner roommate. Uh, really really silly character, and, and I, I think people are really gonna love it. And you know, she actually just reached out to me because her and I had done Bloodcraft, and she uh, she um, she was uh, in Bloodcraft, and we had worked together. And she reached out to me saying like, "What are you doing?" And I said, "Oh well, right now I'm producing this this uh you know smaller uh you know indie film." Uh, and she's like, I want to be in it. And I was like, no, you don't. It's like a smaller thing. She's like, uh, you know, like, and I was, and she was like, no, I want to be in it. And so like, you know, I put her and Jody in contact and they had a conversation and just, you know, he ended up casting her. So it was, you know, Dominique's a really cool person and, and it was just, uh, you know, she wanted to be in the movie.
0: Yeah. Now I have to ask, how are you coping with lockdown? I know that you're such a creative person. So how are you coping with being in lockdown so far for 28 days?
1: You know, um, it's, it's been that like vacation that I never had, which is funny. Cause I was actually going to go on vacation for the first time during this. I like booked uh, like a vacation in Cancun and all that stuff. And, and so now, uh, you know, cause I haven't had a vacation in, in 10 years. I've been working nonstop. Yeah. So I was going to you know, take some time off and, and really do that. But all this happened. And so I've taken the time to just kind of chill, do these interviews, um, kind of remotely work on post uh, on Death Rider, which is a movie I produced that's directed by Glenn Danzig. And, and just, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, playing video games, watching Simpsons. And, and I really have been trying to figure out a way to make a movie from home. Yep. Um, so I, I, you know, I've been trying to see, can I, can I make a feature film while I'm in this lockdown? Can I figure out a story and script that I can do from my house with, you know, either just me or, 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 you know, something, figure it out. Uh, and, and, and I started shooting, um, or editing, um, uh, just a very experimental film, just out of boredom. Yep. Uh, so Sean, my editor is working on that right now, but I, you know, I, I, I've been trying to figure out a way to stay creative and, you know, just just writing doesn't feel enough. Like, I want to be making a movie and I don't want to have 2020 be a year I didn't make a movie.
0: Yeah, I love how creative people are dealing with the lockdown. I was talking to another filmmaker the other day and he's been sending a drone up in New York trying to get shots of <laughs> New York streets with no people and no cars because he said, I haven't got an idea for a post-apocalyptic movie at the moment, but I'm pretty sure those scenes are going to come in handy one day, so it's so amazing <laughs> yeah. to hear how people are reacting to it. Um, you, you've got these two movies coming out now, but what else can people expect from you in the near future? Because I know that you are a very prolific filmmaker.
1: You know, uh, so Death Riders is coming out, which I produced, uh, directed by Glenn Danzig, so you guys will probably see that later this year, early next year um and then but hopefully later this year um and then uh you know i have a a horror movie that i was going to direct i was literally like a few weeks out from from doing before all this uh this went on so um you know we'll we'll see when that picks up and it, it you know i'll fill everybody in from there uh and then you know just trying to stay creative on on what's going on over here and hopefully also uh My movie alone, which has been doing festivals, will be out soon for everybody to see.
0: Definitely. Well, James, thank you so much for chatting to us today. As usual, it's been an absolute pleasure, and we can't wait to see your next projects hit cinemas as well.
1: Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me, Um, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, talking to you again, uh, hopefully, when I have this quarantine movie done. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. But uh, stay safe, and thank you so much for taking the time.